Hello, this is Grace Kisirkoi, the host for A Kenyan American in the United States podcast. Welcome or welcome back to my podcast. And today's episode will be talking about culture shock in the US. So hold tight and enjoy. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. With this episode, I'd love to introduce my YouTube edition of the podcast where I'll be posting some episodes and uh, I would love to have you there. I'll include the link in the description so that you can enjoy yourself there as well. Hope to see you there. Thank you so much. Hello, friends. Welcome or welcome back to my channel. I'm so excited today. I'm going to be reflecting on a few things that I found shocking when I first arrived in the US eight years ago. I'm Dr. Grace Kisirkoi and I'm from Kenya. Let's get right into it. All right, the first thing that I found shocking was the US credit system. This was so new to me that you had to have a credit score, a good credit score to be able to have good housing um, and not have to fork a lot of money up front for a deposit. Even when I wanted to purchase a phone, I couldn't get a plan like everyone else. I had to buy it outright because I had zero credit. And so I had to learn quickly how to build my credit and how to be in good standing. The biggest shocker was that a lot of things are actually credit-based. People buy their furniture on credit, people buy their phone on credit, people buy a lot of things based on credit. And so this was a big shocker to me when I first came to the US. Um, the second thing that was a big shocker was flags. Americans love their flags. They're very patriotic, which is a good thing. But it was so shocking to see somebody on the beach wearing the American flag, the American flag as underwear. So I would see this in the store, like at Walmart, and it's like a bunch of underwear and it would have the American flag on it. And that would always just like shocked me. For some reason, I used to think something like that was illegal because a flag is supposed to be kind of honored but here in the US people use it on everything and they're proud of it. The next thing I noticed that was very surprising um, was the portion sizes and the cars. The cars are large and the portion sizes are massive. When I went to my very first movie ever I saw this big tub of popcorn um, and also this really big tub of soda. Like the portion sizes are just normally massive. And often every time I go to eat out at a restaurant, whatever remains can probably be like two or three more meals. So it's huge portion sizes. Um, and the food is also delicious because we did travel to like eight or nine countries in Europe. I don't exactly remember. Um, back in 2018 and we were surprised that we had way more diversity and in my opinion i thought that the food in the u.s really honestly tasted a lot more better to my taste except for the hamburgers in europe they tasted so much more beefy and delicious 
Another thing that I found shocking was the diversity between the North and the South. So I come from a country with 42 different languages and all these different languages historically have their own economy system, government systems, they have their own culture, their own language, very, very diverse, 42 different ones. And some people cannot even understand each other when they speak in the vernacular, the original language of their tribe. But in the US, I actually noticed that even though they speak only one language, which I thought everyone then, if you speak one language, you have the same culture, you're homogeneous. But the northern states and the southern states are so different <laughs> in accent, food, even outlook, both politically and personally, so many differences. And that was a shocker. Before you come to the US, research that and make sure you know which one you identify with and where you might be most a best fit for. All right. Um, the next one, there's a lot of emphasis on being social, <laughs> in my opinion. I think the culture here, um, especially in the workplace, you're expected to be very social, to attend a lot of events. It's very normal to have open concept offices, to just hang out with co-workers and holiday parties. And often even that, if you don't join in, sometimes it might affect your ability to climb up the ladder in the professional space. Uh, or even if you're in interviewing, I've heard people give feedback like, oh yeah, they were very reserved. Uh, they didn't seem excited about the position or enthusiastic. And so if you seem like you're not as excited as everyone else, it's sometimes I notice that it could hurt you in the workplace. Uh, if, especially if you're interviewing, it might be translated as you're not interested or you're not enthusiastic or you're not excited about the position. That's something I had to learn quickly and I tried to incorporate daily. And then while I mentioned people are very social, I also discovered that it's usually a, a mostly surface level. Everybody would be like, wow, how was your day? So it's such a warm country and welcoming. How was your day? How was your flight? So kind. But that's just where they wanted it to stay. They didn't need, really necessarily want to get to know you too much, want to get too close, want to tell you too much like into their personal specifics, like their worries. Like they don't want to get vulnerable necessarily. Um, but that was different because I noticed that where I'm from in Kenya, if somebody is very warm and very inviting, usually they're trying to invite you into their inner circle and to, into their life. But here it's just a cultural way of life. It's not anything more than just high, like very surface level. Um, and if you are craving any more connection than you find on those like surface level interactions, you kind of have to seek them out with what people call their tribe. Um, you have to go find people with similar interests and naturally you'll gel. So again, that goes back to my point of being social. It's very important that if you're in the US, you try to be social, you try to be the one outgoing because it's going to be rare that if you're not actively trying to be part of the group, people just naturally assume that maybe you're sad, you're mad or you're bad. People might think maybe you're upset. Even when I had roommates, I noticed that I would need to tell my roommate, hey, um, I'm just so tired today, I'm just going to go lay down or she would think I was upset about something or sad about something. And so that is something that I noticed. You need to kind of learn to be social and be a lot more talkative and interactive. And a lot of the US uh, kids are also very confident. I think this social 
pressure kind of helps everyone to be very good at expressing their thoughts they're very outgoing they speak their minds very easily and that's also a good thing that was a cultural shock but in a good way i used to think the americans are probably formal based on the tv shows i used to watch but i was very surprised to see that no they just speak their minds a lot of them are pretty easygoing and they're very social and inviting to go also with that point is very jolly, boisterous, out of the US. Americans will be noticed by, they'll be the loud people, they're laughing, they're joking, cracking jokes. Um, it's rare to see people who are just quiet and reserved and off to a corner. And I used to think that there weren't any introverts when I first came to the US, but I noticed there were, it's just that because the social pressure is there, a lot of people have adapted to that as a way of surviving, especially in the workplace or just like in the public. And then you retreat, you go back home, you sit in your bathtub, people talk a lot about self-care, they just listen by themselves, maybe to like their favorite music, their favorite podcast. That's a really big lesson I learned. It's just very multifaceted. I used to think, oh, okay, it's either this or that, but it's multifaceted. Another thing that I found shocking is how much Americans work. Uh, when you see a lot of the movies and TV shows, you think they're just like hanging out with their friends, like eating hamburgers, it's just easy breezy, but they work so hard. And I actually married an American, my husband, and he told me the first job he ever had was he was 13 years old, and that just blew my mind. Like, I thought 13-year-olds were pretty much kids, but it's so normal here. Also beyond that, I noticed that there's staggered level of responsibility and more of a push towards being independent. Because in Kenya, where I'm from, I think there's more of a push to be in the community as opposed to being independent. Um, and so I noticed that at 16, people can start learning to drive. At 18, you're still, you're considered an adult, but not really, you cannot buy alcohol. There's certain things you're not allowed to do before you're 21 as well. There's different interpretations of being a grown up <laughs> and at different ages. Also, another thing I found very fascinating was the way people speak. So English, I discovered, can be very foreign as well. People speak in hyperbolic levels, especially when they're being complimentary. If they sort of like something, they'll say, it's amazing, they're obsessed, it's awesome, wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like necessarily stay up thinking about it at all. Um, but also, on the other hand, if somebody doesn't like something, they're very polite. They'd probably be quiet or they might say something like, yeah, I'm not a fan or yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> so that translates to, I cannot stand it. So <laughs> I've learned that as well, trying to interpret what people are trying to say. And these days I know a lot better. Like even in the workplace, um, sometimes your boss will say something like, you might want to submit that project by the end of the day. And maybe they mean you must submit because somebody else is depending on it or it's a big part of the organization. I had to really learn to translate a lot of the things people say in the way they speak to exactly what they mean. <laughs> so kind of have to be a bit of a mind reader here if you're new to the US. I have so many more that I could share with you. If this seems like something you're interested in hearing more about, if you've had any similar experiences, either as a foreigner coming outside from the US and you're living in the US now, 
or you're, you're in the US but you've moved to a different state and you've noticed a lot of differences you didn't expect I'd love to hear it um, drop it in the comments below and I want to know what your experience is thank you hello